1: Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. I'm your host. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on
2: the show, along with my colleagues, Kevin Corhorn and Joshua Gregory. Hey, do you have a dream to build up great wealth someday? Well, today on Wise Money, we're sharing 10 simple, but not easy, financial guidelines that you can embrace in your life to help you achieve a better future couldn't have said that better myself.
1: If you have a question for the show, we'd love to hear from you and answer your question on an upcoming program. You can reach us in three ways. Visit us at wisemoneyradio.com to submit a question right there on the right, as well as catch up on previous episodes. Also call or text 574-222-2000 or connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at wisemoneyradio. All right. In the business of financial advising, there's a lot of folks out there who blog, write articles, have other radio shows. Of course, you only listen to ours. Um, a few months ago, we ran across an article from another financial media outlet, Money Talks News. I listen to that individual every once in a while on the news, actually. Sometimes it's good, sometimes not so good. Found a very interesting article that caught my attention. And, and actually hate the title. <laughs> We're titling it today the same way, but Don't like the title, but like the content. And here was the title. Do you want to get rich? To me, folks, it's not really about getting rich. It's about achieving your goals. And a lot of your big financial goals, buying a house someday, Retiring someday, sending your kids to college involves building up a significant amount of wealth. So how do you get there? Well, you sit down with a financial planner, communicate those goals and build a plan to get there. But what are some of the guiding principles, the essentials that you need to get right to build wealth someday, and hopefully someday reach those goals, achieve those goals? We've got 10 simple statements we wanted to share with you today to help you get there. The first one, did you have
0: something? you're going to add well i just i just want to make the point that when when you ask the question do you want to be rich the people that start out with aiming to be rich rich is an effect mm. And so I would look at what are the causes, and when you think about living a rich life, just just the way we see the world. If you think about living a rich life, and I can tell you this from just how I grew up, you can you can be very rich and not have very much money at all. Yeah, it's I, true. I, so, I completely yeah. agree. So I think of the 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 rich life is the good life, full. A family and friends, and being in a community that's uh, supportive and helpful, and have a high quality of life. So when, but it is it does catch people's attention. Do you want to be rich? And when you think of rich, I would I would say no. Really, the question is, do I want to be wise? Hmm. So I would I would throw that in here. I like that. Another, yeah, that. that has a good ring to it. Another way that you could say that is, do I want to? have the necessary tools to accumulate wealth. So if you're asking that question, this is the show for you. What
1: are the guiding principles? Absolutely. And I I would actually tell you, we do believe in that philosophy, have a rich life as opposed to just have a rich bank account. But I tell you what, if you're trying to have a rich life, great relationships, cool experiences, all of that, but your finances are backwards, folks, you will not have peace. You won't. Now, as Josh said, we've got 10 simple sentences but are pretty complicated sometimes, difficult to pull off. First one is obvious. Bear with us, folks, and this is simple truth, but hard truth. First one, never spend more money than you make,
2: ever. There's never an excuse for that. Don't do it. Yep, uh, the, the principle just simply being that obviously you have to have margin in your financial life in order to be able to accumulate dollars. That's kind of your seed money that you'll eventually be able to grow into bigger dollars and bigger freedom in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the way this was phrased, though, I, I would actually kind of rephrase this just a little bit and say never spend money before you've earned it. And the, the, the idea, you know, a lot of budgeting tools out there have you... Um, setting aside a certain dollar amount or or setting for yourself. I'm going to spend $100 per month on clothing, for example. Mm. And as you get closer and closer to that spending limit, it starts to alert you. You better start tapping the brakes so you don't overspend. And then you feel defeated when all of a sudden, one month, you're doing back-to-school shopping, and you spend way over your budget, and a lot of people just feel defeated to the point where they give up. Mm. And Actually, if you had saved up that money ahead of time, you're not spending it before you earned it. You've already accumulated it. You're doing exactly the right thing with budgeting, and you shouldn't feel bad at all just because some program or some budget's telling you you went over on your spending. That that philosophy that we implement for folks is having three bank accounts, we call it budget-wise,
1: and we can help you with that. I remember, Cindy and I had just gotten married, and we bought our first house. And we had this just awful hand me down furniture, and we wanted new furniture for the house. The sectional folks, cool. That is cool. And with recliners, there are two of them. And of course, we go there, we <laughs> pick up. on what we opposite want. ends, aren't they? Yeah, that's okay. We're not even for, sitting we next first, to each other. We were other. first married. That's <laughs> 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 but so we, they had 0% financing, all that stuff. Folks didn't, didn't go for it. I didn't go for it. You know how many times we visited that couch and love seat and recliner before we bought it? I think it was six times. I used to tell people this story. Six times we'd go visit and, and while we were building up the cash so that we could write a check for it instead of doing 0% financing because I I, I lived by this principle, and, and you should too. Yeah.
0: yeah. I have a similar story. We were looking for a couch. We were first married, and w- the couch that we had, uh, my wife had picked up after... The, all the college folks had moved out, and it was sitting on a curb, and so it, the price was right. And but <laughs> the the goldenrod mustard colored couch was horrible and just <laughs> slightly stinky. And so we looked in the newspaper and we found a six hundred dollar couch for three hundred dollars. Nice. And we today went. And, that'd be Craigslist. Yeah. We yeah. went and looked at it. It would be Craigslist today. So yeah. we went and looked at it, and I used my excellent negotiation skills, and we walked away with that couch for two hundred and ninety dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you are amazing. amazing I, well, fantastic. I was uh, just, we were delighted. And that, that couch served us well. So the guiding, the guiding principles never spend more than you make ever. That's number one. But if you're saying, how do I do that? And we've got lots of different ideas, but just think along the lines of, I need to have a template or an operating system that I use. And that template or operating system should be good for every dollar that you make. Yeah, that's right. So whether I make just a few dollars or whether I make a bunch of dollars, if I run it through the grid of my operating system and I say x number of dollars goes to giving, x number to saving, x number to spending, I really I really can't get in trouble. I'm I'm in essence if I'm following that, I am bulletproof. Not bombproof, but for sure bulletproof. That same process helps
1: you accomplish the second simple statement, and that is avoid debt like the plague. Now, you need to buy a house, and, and let's just just suspend disbelief for a moment and say it's impractical to pay cash for your first house. Okay? I think most people would agree with that. And it might even be really, really difficult to pay cash for your first car. Um, however, What's the process to keep you from all other sorts of debt? And what's the process that you use to keep you from having that first car loan be your last car loan? And again, it's having the right budget and the right bank account structure so that you're proactive with your finances, you know your lanes, you stay within them, and you can avoid debt like the plague.
2: Yeah, I I think what you're kind of alluding to is the idea that you should avoid consumer debt in particular. Well, I I, I don't like... Car debt either. Yeah. I'm just saying. I would call for, that consumer debt. Okay. Personally. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, versus debt that's related to an investment, mm-hmm. you know, maybe your education or a home, maybe a. a, a investment based on some people's definitions, um, or starting a business even. Mm. You know, those are things where you're borrowing other people's money so that you can fast forward the process of improving your productive capacity. Yes. Your ability to go earn a living and build wealth for the future um, should be driven by the wise investments that you're making. The issue, though, is anytime you're making an investment, there's risk involved. And you add to that risk when you start doing it with borrowed money. And so I I think you need to be real honest with yourself about am I tolerant of the level of risk that it would take to start this business, A, but then also do it with money that I have to pay back even if the business fails? Don't get comfortable
1: with debt. Even for the investments that Josh is talking about, pay those things off as quickly as possible. Maybe not the mortgage at, at such a low interest rate, but your car loans or your student loans, even if you've let it creep in, don't let it stay permanent, folks. Have a good process and a, and a good coach to get you there to pay that off very quickly. Hey, we're talking about how to become rich, or let's just say build wealth in 10 simple sentences. Two down, eight more to go. We've got a lot more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise Money with
1: Corhorn Financial Group. Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hope your weekend is off to a great start. This is Wise Money With Corhorn Financial Group, I can't think of a better way to start your Saturday. Thanks for spending it with us. I I thought you guys would chuckle or something. No, no, (laughs) I thought that was an obvious (laughs) statement, gosh. (laughs) you
0: you gotta quit it.
1: I am not the comedian (laughs) of the show, but my name is Mike Bernard, along with Kevin Corhorn, who is the comedian, and Josh Gregory in the KFG studios. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux Kern & Keene,
0: as well as First State Bank, for sponsoring the content of today's program. Yeah, you know, just can I throw this in here? Uh, We had a client that needed something this past week, uh, related to their business and Jamie Hague who not only is the father of many <laughs> wonderful beautiful children he's an incredible attorney yeah at Leducern and Keen and at Leducern and Keen and he turned around that request just um, so fast to make your head spin and he's professional and awesome so just a shout out to Jamie thanks for being awesome this week as you are Every day. Yeah. If you have a question, folks, we'd love to hear from you and address
1: it on an upcoming program. Give us a call or send us a text, 574-222-2000, or reach us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can submit a question right there on the right. It's an email that goes directly to me. We'll hit it on an upcoming show. Today, we've been talking about if you're trying to build wealth. The title of it is If You Want to Get Rich, but gosh, that's a means to an empty end, If you wanna reach your big financial goals, build wealth. We've got 10 simple sentences, really financial principles to live by to help you get there. We're on number three. The first one actually is part of a quote from a pretty famous investor. Here's what the simple statement is. Buy when everyone is freaking out and sell when everyone thinks they can't lose.
2: Very similar to a Warren Buffett quote. That's right, who is pretty famous for saying he wants to be greedy when everyone else is fearful and fearful when everyone else is greedy. Be a contrarian, in other words. That's right. Now, the, the, the confusing thing right
1: now, we're standing where the US stock market, at least, has had a pretty good run, some ups and downs, but pretty good run, and people are concerned. They say, well, is it too high? How do you know? I mean, we're we're optimistic in the US economy. How do you know? Is it is is everyone too greedy and therefore I should be fearful? It's uh it's this is a difficult principle to apply.
2: Yeah, it really is. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of another quote. Um, do you remember the? I think it's Baron Rothschild who said, "When there's blood in the streets, buy real estate." Yeah, right. And and the idea that you know there will be times when everyone is running for the hills, and if you can be the courageous one that charges in in the opposite direction of the herd, so to speak, yeah, um, you may be able to gobble up some great bargains. And the idea that you buy or you. You um, make your money on the buy side hmm. by, by purchasing correctly. Um, that's a truth, uh, a principle that probably exists in more than just the investment world. Anytime that you're buying something that you hope is going to bring value to you, make sure you don't overpay. Now, I would, so, so I already
1: mentioned, this is kind of hard to apply right now because things look good, the grass is green, and so it, it, do I need to sell or be, be cautious? I actually would focus more on the other side of the equation. And I would, I would encourage you, don't panic when everything is down. So, yeah. so maybe don't focus on well sell when everything's up. No, just don't panic when everything's down. And and I think you can achieve this half that half of the sentence
0: and amass fantastic wealth and reach your goals. Yeah, when you look at the history of Carlos Slim, who's one of the richest men in the world, worth uh, probably north of seventy billion the way that he amassed wealth was to go in and buy when things were distressed, whether it was in um, grocery stores or in telecommunications or construction, wherever it was, he owns hundreds of companies, but they bought when no one else was buying these things. And you look, Warren, some of the results are out now of the money that Warren Buffett made by lending significant sums of money to companies like Goldman Sachs and some of the other insurance companies in 2008 and 2009 because really when he was the bank for those companies, he was able to demand his price. And I said, well, you might not be able to lend $5 billion to Goldman Sachs in the next downturn. But you certainly can be prepared to know what the prices of things are and to be able to cash in when the time is right.
1: That's interesting you talk about two of the richest people on the planet because this next statement yeah, kind of sort of flies in the face of that, but it brings it down to a more human level instead of those folks. Here's a statement. You can either look rich or be rich but you probably won't
2: live long enough to accomplish both. That reminds me of one of the the things Kevin taught me in my very first, it may have been my first week as a financial advisor. You said to me, Kevin, maybe you remember this, there are those who build wealth and those who display wealth, and rarely are they the same people. Right? Correct, And as you kind of cruise through the neighborhoods or you're comparing your life to your neighbors or a friend or a family member, it's amazing to me how a lot of people look at the exterior and say, man, they have got it going on. Look how successful so-and-so is. And we have the advantage sometimes of peering into people's lives. They let us into their life and we get to see what the reality is. And it is interesting sometimes how different the exterior is uh, compared to the reality of their financial life. Yeah. I remember early on in my career, I received a
1: referral from from a great friend and the uh, the individual said, oh, they're going to be great clients. They own such and such business, blah, blah, blah. Folks within a year, and of course, I would never tell, it's, it's all confidential, so the folks that referred, the gal that referred these couple would never know this, but within a week, or excuse me, within a year of meeting those folks who were going to be quote, unquote, great clients, we were talking about bankruptcy. Yeah. Because they looked it, but financially, they just hadn't, they hadn't followed these 10 sentences to be honest, they, they looked rich, but they weren't. And and I just want to say this again. It's a hard truth. It's cold water splash right in your face. You can either look rich or be rich, but you probably won't live long enough
0: to accomplish both. Yeah, and we were talking about Warren Buffett. He lives in the same house that he's lived in since I think 1950. Yeah, in Omaha, he drives the he drives a big old Crown Victoria, something looking like that. And his house is worth point oh oh one. Of his net worth. Isn't that interesting? Most people, their house is their biggest asset, Mm -hmm. and not him. Right. It's kind
2: of their trophy in a way.
0: Right. 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 And if we're going to channel some rich dad, poor dad, your house is a liability. Yeah. Because by definition, it is. Okay. So marry that statement with the fifth statement. The fifth simple sentence
2: to build wealth. Live like you'll die tomorrow, but invest like you'll live forever. Isn't that one of the biggest fears that you often run in with people? They, it, it's kind of what holds them back from truly building for the future because it's this fear that, boy, what if I die early and don't get to enjoy all this stuff that I've been postponing mm-hmm. and uh, you know, kind of putting off? I, am I really going to let tomorrow be better than today? Because what if I don't have a tomorrow? is kind yep. of the thinking. It drives people to choose to draw Social Security early. Um, sometimes it causes people to never truly build up the habit of accumulating money for their retirement.
1: But to, to, to those folks, and this doesn't always land well, it doesn't always go over that great, I always say, well, what if you do live that long? If you, if you spend all the money today to enjoy a great life today, then your life out in there in the future is going to be miserable. You want to have balance, folks. You want to have harmony between doing what you want to and having a rich life today, but also ensuring that you won't
0: be destitute tomorrow. Yeah, I think you just dis- defined financial success as balance that's right and so you want to be preparing for tomorrow I think of my folks and they were married for 33 years before my mom died and they didn't have any regrets and they lived a rich life and yet they also prepared for the future so they they did the almost the impossible which is having an incredible balancing act and you know my dad's been married now for another 16 years and he could end up married 33 years to Donna, mm. for all we know. But because all along, every step of the way, he was disciplined and he he had balance, it's worked. Well, the principle here, folks, not
1: to have the big reveal um, lose your interest, but folks, that's why you need a budget. That is why you need a budget. How much can I spend today and how much do I need to be setting aside for the future? Get some help with that from your certified financial planner. There are only six ways to get rich. We'll tell you what they are so you can pick your path. That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
1: Good morning folks. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard alongside Joshua Gregory and Kevin Corhorn in the KFG Studios. Thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies as well as Diane Bennett with Remax 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money show. We're talking about how to build wealth. What are some what are 10 simple statements, simple guiding principles? Don't overthink it, folks. Things that you can do to help ensure you build wealth over the long run. We're halfway through. going to bring it home. If you have a question, give us a call or shoot us a text, 574-222-2000, or visit us, wisemoneyradio.com. Submit a question right there on the right. Very, very interesting. Simple statement number six is going to surprise you, folks. Here it is. There are only six ways to get rich. First one, you could marry money. Check. Second, you could inherit money. Three, exploit a unique talent. Wayne Gretzky. Check. Four, (laughs) get exceedingly lucky, win the mega gazillions lottery. Five, Either own or lead a successful business. Okay, that's, you know. But six, folks, here's the sixth. Spend less than you make and invest your savings wisely over long periods of
2: time. That's my strategy. Which one are you picking? That's right. Well, I my wife looks like a million bucks, but I did not marry money, actually. No. <laughs> so I, I'm surrendering to number six as well. That's the levelizer, isn't it? It makes, it makes building wealth available for anybody. You, you know what's not on that list? What's
1: not on that list is try to find something that no one else knows knows about. The, the, there's so much time and energy people spend financially trying to find this little thing that they think exists, this perfect investment with no risk and significant returns. It's not on the list, folks. This simple way on the list, we've got football coming up. We are, oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Folks, blocking and tackling. Hey, yeah, blocking and tackling can win championships. Blocking and tackling in your financial life is your way to build wealth. Spend less than you make and... S- and invest your savings
2: wisely for a long period of time that is it folks that's, that's huge right there that's it in other words you've got to get started early because time is ticking away on you every single year and if you haven't started if you haven't you know started throwing your your dollars towards something that is way out in the future then the risk is that you're losing out on time. Hmm. That is your number one ally
0: if you will take advantage of the help that it can provide. So you need help, and a lot uh, there are some folks that ha- have been busy tidying up their financial lives and now they're getting ready to start. This process, start saving, and I would say find a certified financial planner. I was meeting with some folks last night. They spent a ton of time getting themselves financially prepared, and now the rocket has lifted off and they're holding on for dear life, but they're ready because they've got some amazing resources to work with. And so I I look at the first five, Mike, and the first thing I started doing was making a list of what's not on the list. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So just like you did. So you said, hey, the investment no one knows about. And the, the irony in that is we get two to five calls a week in our voicemail that get deleted or emails about... Purveyors of those investments that no one knows about, and they say, "Hey, you should, you should know about what we're doing. We're providing alpha to the beta to the <laughs> product uh, salesman trying yeah. to promise some investment no one's heard of, and it's so great, right?" And you should offer this to all your clients. And and so yeah. we do. We are big believers in the get rich the old fashioned way. Yeah. And um, so spend less than you make and invest your savings. No one's on the list. There isn't. Day trading stocks. I mean, that could be get exceedingly lucky, so that could qualify under yeah, there. Um, flipping houses. That's not in there as well. Although I know folks that have done it and and done very well. A lot of times, people think, well, it's either I could get rich in antiques, I could get rich in <laughs> real estate. Go go but, around down the line. But but the flipping houses, the folks that have done it well, have made it a business,
1: not just this little side thing that they're that they're trying to do. And and I would go back to number five because a lot of people say, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't like my boss. I'm going to go start up my own business. And, and, you know, the guys at Wise Money just said that's a way to get rich. No, 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 Either own or lead a successful business. Michael Gerber from one of my favorite business books, The E-Myth Revisited. Never read the original E-Myth, but <laughs> the revisited one is pretty darn good. Um, 95% of businesses fail in the first five years. You've got to have a successful business, otherwise a failed business can ruin your financial
0: life. Well, and, and just to piggyback on that, 80% of those surviving businesses fail within the next five years. Yeah. So yeah. the odds are stacked against you but the only businesses you see out there are the ones that
2: have survived quite often, and it, it can give you this false sense that, yeah, I mean, all my ideas are going to succeed because, uh, y- you know, look at all these successful businesses around the, the, the place. So, And most businesses look successful up until the day they fail. Yeah, I mean, good point.
1: So, But here's the deal. We're going to marry that sixth statement with the seventh, and here it is. The riskiest thing you can do is to take no risk. Let me go back to that blocking and tackling one. Spend less than you make. Invest your savings wisely over long periods of time. Folks, if you are going to have a long life and are trying to reach big financial goals that require building wealth, yeah, it's going to be hard, hard, hard to get there, if not impossible, by just taking the money that you don't spend and barren it in the backyard. You've got to take some risk. And for some of you right now, I didn't mean to poo-poo... You know, the, the three of us own a business here. Kevin started a business. Um, you might have a business idea right now that is destined to be a success, yep. right? You've got to take some risk. I would tell you, make sure it can be successful. Do what it takes to be successful. But you've got to take risks in order to build
2: wealth. That's true. Yeah, the formula that we often talk about uh, for building up a retirement nest egg is you have to have cash. We talked about that. You have to be able to live off of less than you earn and invest the difference. You have to have risk you know you have to put this money to work in a way that can grow for you and then you have to have time those are the three elements that have to be built in and there's a lot of folks out there that the risk one is what hangs them up they look at the volatility of the stock market those ups and downs the uncertainty that that it provides and they don't want to have anything to do with it mm-hmm. and and ultimately what they don't realize is that instead they could be embracing a different type of risk, and that's inflation. Yep. That life is going to keep on getting more and more expensive as time goes on. And if your dollars that you're accumulating for the future are not growing to gain more capacity, to to have more buying power and strength out there in the future, then
0: you may safely become poor. Yeah, Yeah, I was talking with a client yesterday, and he was mentioning how he has a number of friends that constantly tell him, get out of the market. The market's going to crash for this reason. The market's gonna crash for this reason, for that reason. And he was talking about how, because he stayed invested for such a long period of time, the market could have a 50% correction and he'd still be considerably farther ahead than he would have been if he'd taken the, the safe, path, if you will. That's interesting. And with
2: his discipline, if the market did have a 50% correction, I, I can bet that he'd be taking advantage of that
0: too, and he'd be even further ahead on the rebound. Yep. Mm. Just just be aware of the person that tells you, this time it's different. Mm. Good point. <laughs> this time
1: it's different, folks. Um, just <laughs> kidding. Okay. So, number eight, the eighth simple sentence, hard, easy to say, hard to do, never make your well-being someone else's responsibility one of my favorite quotes out there i've said it a few times on this show is work today for more than what you're getting paid for it's your only way to make more tomorrow you do more than what you're getting paid for right now and the next time there's a recession the next time there are cuts you will shine your 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 boss, your employer will look and say, look at that. Or if you're self-employed and you serve customers, if you're serving them better than what they're paying you today, there's no way they're gonna catch it. You. You're adding value. So I love this principle and, and it kind of transcends finances for just a moment, but it's very, very connected. If you're trying to build up wealth, you've gotta make more money than you spend. How do you continue to grow your income continue to add more value than what you're getting paid for and don't live on the government's dole don't rely on someone else's generosity or structure to have your livelihood met so great great principle right there we're eight sentences through the list of 10 two of my favorites coming up that and much more here on wise money with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise
1: Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired team at RE-MAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies program. Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard, alongside Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn in the KFG studios. If you've missed anything, we're telling you how to build wealth. 10 simple statements that are very difficult to pull off, but I'm sure if you make these principles foundational in your financial life, you can achieve that big financial goal out there. If you have a question, reach out to us. Wisemoneyradio.com. You know, even if you don't have a question, you just flat out disagree. Reach out to us. I want to. We, we want to hear from you. You can reach us at wisemoneyradio.com or text or call 574-222-2000. If you didn't know there were 10 that we were going through and you just caught the last couple, you can catch up on previous episodes right there on the website as well. Also, iTunes, Google Play on the podcast. I just mentioned before the break, statement number eight, never make your well-being someone else's financial responsibility. More to
0: add there? Well- I, yeah, I totally disagree with that. I would make my financial well being someone else's responsibility, maybe a, a co responsibility, a shared responsibility. But if I need to maneuver from the time that I leave school, whether I'm 18 or 22 or however old I am when I leave school, and I have certain financial goals that I need to achieve, I want to coach. I want the best coach there is. And I want someone guiding me, someone who's gone before me. Think of a Sherpa, someone who knows the way up the mountain and can guide me safely back down the mountain. So I I would make my financial well-being someone else's. Let's just go with shared responsibility. Yeah. But I would definitely make sure that I had an advocate. So if you're listening, ask yourself the question, Who? is my financial advocate and if you don't have a great financial advocate cfp.net find a certified financial planner someone who can advocate for you on your behalf someone who will pull on the same side of the rope as you're pulling on someone who will be in your corner someone who's going to champion your cause
2: yeah, someone who can help pull all the various financial disciplines together, all the other professionals in your life, so that the advice that you're getting makes the most sense. And, I, you know, I've, I've come to appreciate the fact that that is a unique aspect of our industry, that you can have someone who's in your corner. I love the word advocate. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm close to a medical situation, family member, very tricky situation that really requires a lot of experts, a surgeon, an oncologist, internal medicine. I mean, you, you fill in the blank. And there's lots of opinions that need to weigh in on this. But there's no one who's pulling it all together who's truly advocating for this loved one. And um, I, I wish that existed in the healthcare world. I'm glad it exists in the financial world. I think more people need to take advantage of that and that's why this show exists. That's yeah. why we're we're preaching on the radio every single Saturday that you need to find someone who can be in your corner, who can walk you through a process that will lead you to the right decisions in your life so you can take hold of the life that you've really envisioned for yourself. I concede yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys,
1: and and I would I, I agree with it being a shared responsibility because your financial advisor, you come in and say, "Hey, listen, I haven't saved a dime, and I'm retiring Friday. Build me a plan." <laughs> it's not going to work, folks. Or you come in when you're thirty. And your financial advisor says, listen, you got to start saving 15% towards retirement. Nah, I'd rather go buy a new truck and be in the truck pole with Kevin Corhorn at Cass County. Come uh, that's, on. That's not going to work either, folks. So you've got a heightened responsibility. Doing that thing. And then you're hopefully you're hiring an advocate, Give a Sherpa, a certified financial <laughs> planner that can help you along that way and, and share that responsibility with you. My favorite of this list of 10... Simple sentences. My favorite's number nine, and here's what it is. When it comes to information, less can be more. A couple weeks ago, we were talking and Kevin used an acronym. A lot of financial folks do that. He said, we're living in a VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complicated or complex and ambiguous. There is rapid change right now out there. Technology is disrupting. So I joked earlier, it is a little different this time because not in the investment world, by the way, but I mean, in life, I mean, there is so much accelerated change. We have access to more information than we've ever had access before. Do you remember people ringing your doorbell asking to sell encyclopedias? No, we don't need that anymore. anymore, The Google handles it. But however <laughs> however does all of this information help us lead help help lead us to better
0: financial decisions more wisdom it does not folks it doesn't that's what i want i don't want m- more information as a matter of fact i don't want to spend the time if i if i'm listening to the show i probably don't want to spend the time to be incredibly knowledgeable i want to go straight to the source and get financial wisdom. So if all I'm doing is equipping myself and filling my brain with financial information, I'm just going to say that I'm just owned. I'm dominated by my finances, and I'm not in a position to take meaningful, effective action.
2: Yep. You know, this, this whole topic reminds me uh, every summer – At Corhorn Financial Group, we do a book study, and we did a few of them this summer. We broke up into groups, and the the group that I was in, we studied the book, Influence, The Power of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. And uh, it's one of, my, yeah, one of my favorite books of all time. But the basic premise of the book is that we do live in such a fast-paced, complicated world right now where you're forced to make quick decisions on things. And the only way to survive in that kind of a complicated world his argument is or, or the way that we've chosen to survive is by having shortcuts on our decision making mm. and that in in many ways some people out there can use these almost as weapons against us weapons of influence is how he refers to them it's things like Um, Getting them to like you, uh, or getting you to like them, rather. Having authority over you in some way. Looking for social proof. Looking around you to see uh, what other people are doing. Reciprocity is another one, or scarcity. But the point is, in the book, is um, that we try to... Find shortcuts for making big decisions, and financial planning is the exact opposite of a shortcut. Yep, it is the slow process for arriving at the right decision. And I, I came away from that book study with a renewed sense of purpose for financial planning because financial advisors are the antidote to that VUCA world that you were talking about. Yep, at Certified least in your financial, financial life. Plan- Certified financial planners, someone who's just trying to sell you a,
1: a particular product or investment. Is not. They're actually making it more VUCA for you. But a certified financial planner doing comprehensive financial planning gives you that clarity in a VUCA world. So, all right, here we've made it, folks. Simple sentence number 10 to help you build wealth, reach your financial goals. Guiding principle to put in place, build everything else on top of this. Final sentence time isn't money, money is time how do you guys apply that? I, I, I apply it by saying, um, I'm working hard now to save up for my financial future to give me more opportunities in the future to take that Hawaii trip that I've always wanted to take, spend more time with my kids and and so on. It, it's... it's um, I think the more money that you have, the more financial freedom, the more money doesn't run your life for
0: you, you've got more time. Yeah, you're in a position really to buy back your time, if you will. Mm -hmm. And early on in my career, I had a, a friend tell me that the people who are rich, and that's kind of what we're talking about here, leading a rich life, the people who are truly rich have time and money because a lot of times you you look and you say oh if you've got one or the other and in most folks situation if they have one they don't have the other mm. but so the, the folks that are truly rich have time and money and that doesn't even you know plumb the depths of the idea that compound interest works the best with when you're using time on your
1: side yep Folks, I hope this list of 10 simple sentences for you to get rich, although that's the title, it's really about building financial wealth and reaching your financial goals. I hope it has helped. If you've missed anything, check out the podcast, iTunes, Google Play, or check out the entire episode and the full episode library right at wisemoneyradio.com. That is all the time we have for today, folks. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and myself, all of us over at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Join business as Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Wealth Management, LLC, and Silver Oak Securities, Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.